with a good program in place and somebody who knows what they're doing can really help bring revenue to the bottom line. You can set up free trade zones, you know, uh, getting back your import duties. I, I mean, I could go on. Welcome to Simply Trade, brought to you by Global Training Center. My name is Lalo, and together with my co-host, Andy, we have well over 60 years of combined trade, logistics, and supply chain experience. Along the way, we have seen and witnessed different challenges in trade compliance. We decided to put the show together and call on our friends and colleagues in the business to hang out with us and share their knowledge in all things trade. Thank you for spending some time with us. Enjoy the show. Been about a couple of weeks since we came back from ICPA, and uh, I mean, what, what a good experience that that was. That was fantastic. I tell you what, that was the good thing about that was that uh, the the ICPA Fall Conference for those that are listening um, is where we attended. We were down in uh, Grapevine, Texas, which is Dallas, the the uh, uh, Dallas Fort Worth Airport area, and the attendance level was back to pre-pandemic times. It was, uh, they had uh, right at 300 people in attendance, which was the norm. And of course, because of the pandemic, uh, people are used to doing a lot of virtual. They had almost 100 folks virtually on that fall conference, but man, was that good. That was yeah. just, uh, it was good seeing everybody. And, and Stop, uh, you're making me jealous. I couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. The pictures, the interviews, everything was great. I was so jealous. So that brings us to our guest is uh, Derry, um, who, who everybody Oxstein. knows. Yeah, Axteen, uh, everybody knows. And uh, mm -hmm. and she's always at the conferences, and uh, she couldn't go this year. But that's who you heard <laughs> the there I in the background. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the one, yeah. It's like, nah, 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 yeah. we got to go. <laughs> Listen, Derry, we missed you. You would have loved it. It was, it was one of those things where, again, going in, uh, there were a lot, about half the conference, I think, were a good 40 to 50% were first-time attendees. That's However, awesome. there was a lot of good uh, old friends and uh, that, uh, you know, lots of good hugs and catching up and and all of that and uh, and hey the food was pretty good too so it was pretty well, darn good I, yeah i can i can wear pants that i haven't worn pre-pandemic so maybe that was the only reason it was a good thing i wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> well so i will say this hey i have uh for all this, uh, and, and Lalo and I have been talking about trying to get ourselves, don't we all? We all try and get back in shape. And you go to one of these conferences and you go, wow, you've really, you know, done something. And then the other, you're going, hmm, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic has not been good to you. Yeah, maybe but, that's why I'm holding uh, out till March so I can, you know, yeah. start training now for that marathon. Well, I wound that up. No, there you go. I wound up. I've I've gone from 255 pounds down to I was 216 before we hit that conference. And wow. uh, man, when I got home, I think I gained 10 pounds or something <laughs> with all the food we were eating. So it was great times. But good. Hey, good you know, Lalo, the the uh, thing we were talking about. Uh, I think uh, you were talking about uh, walking in and er where everybody. Uh, knows you it's friendly or whatever yeah. what was the well that, that's the reason i brought up the icpa conference was because um it's funny how one of the common themes that i kept on hearing especially from first timers was um was um 
they're actually at a place, at a venue, where people actually know what the heck they're doing and what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, the, the, their, their, their deal was, it's not like talking to my other coworkers in the company and they're just like, you know, you're the person that always says, no, we can't bring this in or whatever. So I don't know. It's, it's, it, th that's the reason I brought it up. And that's kind of like the theme of our show today, you know, so that we can, uh, we can get that started. You know, it's kind of like that show from, from Cheers. You know, everybody knows your name. You know, you, you walk in and everybody loves you and knows you there. And uh, that's the way, that's what pretty much the ICPA was. And uh, it leads on and yeah. good segue into this, this uh, episode with uh, Derry. My, my husband always says whenever I go to those conferences, he goes, are you excited about going to NerdFest? Because nobody else knows what it is you oh, talk yeah. about or what you're doing. I'm like, are you kidding me? I start packing, <laughs> you know, I start packing three months in advance. I'm like, yay, somebody <laughs> knows what I do. It's so exciting. I could oh, talk. I could talk. I trade love nerds. that. I don't think I've. I could talk yeah, trade tr nerd fest or yeah. trade nerds. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I always laughed. I always had to laugh because when when um, my daughter was. I don't know, second or third grade, they had one of these career, these career days, right? Where you bring your parent in and you describe oh what you God. do, right? <laughs> so she comes home and she's like, mom, you know, career days next week. And I, of course I got all nerded out and excited. I was going to bring a big map of all the places I've traveled to and places I've shipped stuff to. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, we can get a big map and put, put cargo ships on this side of the Atlantic and this and that. And I'm like, oh, honey, it's going to be so cool. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do like a big presentation. And she looked right at me. And she goes, is dad off that day? He works for the fire department. <laughs> Boy, talking about taking the wind out of yourself. I mean, seriously, what you want, what you want the, you want the guy who saves lives versus the, the lady who gets stuff to where it needs to go. Uh oh, whatever. Go clean the bathroom. Oh, go clean the bathroom. Delivers your, <laughs> she deli the, the person that delivers your Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, no, I. Derry, let me ask you a question. Yeah, please. All right. Uh, just like we, we can chit chat on because uh, uh, we've been friends for so long. But um, as, as far as in dealing with your compliance and all that, how would you like to see upper management approach y'all approach your, your compliance thing so that it is, you know, even just asking questions on something, what would be the ideal way for an executive to try and find out what's going on from a supply chain and or compliance perspective? Wow. That's a good one. Well, let's, let's face it between the three of us, we've probably been doing this what over 200 years. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you all, but yeah, I, and I'm the one's probably 150 <laughs> of that. <laughs> all right. I'll take about 45 years of that. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, what I, one thing, let me just start by saying one thing I love about what I do is talking to people about how they fell into what we do. I don't think I've ever met anybody oh, who go, whoever goes, Oh, when I was in eighth grade, I totally wanted to grow up and be in international trade. Like, it's like, there's no, okay, let's face it. There's nothing sexy about it. Okay. Let's just, let's just, yeah. Well, you know what? I got to tell you that I agree with that. And Lalo and I <clears throat> had a young fellow, we were interviewing different people and everybody, it was like, I fell into it. It was an open spot. Uh, it was a promotion. I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and grab it. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, whatever the case may be. And we had one young guy 
that he right. looked like he was just right out of college or something. And he actually said, oh, man, I'm in a great position. He said, this is what I've always wanted to do. And I'm thinking <laughs> my jaw dropped open. <laughs> I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm so I will say I have had one answer now of okay. somebody saying that's what I've wanted, always okay. wanted to do. And so in the 150 years you've been doing this, Andy, you have one person. <laughs> There, right there, there you go yep. progress let's so, call progress, yes, progress. <laughs> <laughs> wow the next generation and it happened in 2022 <laughs> well i'm done with this interview i'm out um there you go. I, no you know it's so funny i i love that well you know what then then i then i would call that progress beyond leaps and bounds because mm. i would say most people well no i would say everybody because i have not had that experience that does what we do has fallen into it, right? Like, and, and I don't think that people really start in international trade per se, right? They started maybe um, working on the warehouse. They started on the shipping area. Being a runner for a customs Being a runner, uh, yeah, office. Right, like you name it. You know, it. all they know is they're pushing paper. They're yeah. lifting boxes yeah. and putting them away. They're doing inventory or something, you know, right. I mean, I fell into it um, as, actually as an intern in college. Um, a, a friend of mine, I, her dad worked in aerospace and where I grew up in Southern California, um, you know, there was really two places you went, you either worked in the aerospace industry, right. And in, in the El Segundo area, there, there were a lot of Boeings and Raytheons there in Long Beach, or you went down to the ports, right. You worked in Long Beach or you worked in San Pedro port. And it was funny because this place that I was interning at, she, she did not like it. She did not like you know, working with the shipping documentation and so forth. And for some reason or another, I just kind of gravitated to it. I, I thought it was kind of a puzzle. And it was funny too, because I was, I was, you know, just this like young kid, totally green behind the ears. And these old guys would invite me to go to lunch with them. And that's where I started learning about, you know, certain pieces of technology. I learned about ITAR. I mean, I could go on. And, and I, the only reason they ever invited me to lunch was because I was the only one sober enough to drive them back. Okay. So, <laughs> Hey, you know, we, we all start our career path somewhere. Right. And I, I don't know about, I'm not sure they have those two and a half hour martini lunches anymore, but I, I'm telling you on those Friday afternoons, those are some of the best, those are some of the best conversations I heard. Probably stuff I probably shouldn't have heard, but you know, I heard. Oh, well, but you know what? I mean, you're hitting on something that in particular, some of the, the more senior or tenured, I'll put it that way, more tenured uh, employees that have been around a while, man, just sitting and listening to it and listen, getting them to tell stories oh, yeah. about the situations they've been in. Because the one thing that I have always told uh, folks, um, you enjoy a win or a success, but you learn from a failure. Uh, and, and, and in that, almost all of us have have gotten thrown something our way and we've probably screwed it up. We've probably wound up like, or it's, it's, it's a big mess. Somebody messed up and you're trying to figure out how am I going to clean this thing up and, uh, and go through and, but you learn from that. Well, so to add to that point, I think, again, going back to people have kind of fallen into this by accident. I've, there was a woman I ran into. So for, 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 um, I used to do some teaching with global, global trade, right. The, with Lalo and his team. And I loved that. It was so much fun. 
And I'll never forget this woman. She, <laughs> I would always, whenever I would start those classes, I would always go around the, the class and ask people, give me your title. How long have you been doing what you're doing? And how did you fall into it? And my one of my favorite stories was this woman. She was a stay-at-home mom for many years. And as her kids got older, she decided to go back to working part-time in the mornings, answering the phones for, uh, you know, this, this small company that received goods from overseas, like most, you know, most companies, right? And so she was the person who would answer the phones and she would sign all like the FedEx slips and the UPS slips, you know, the carrier slips when they would come in. Well, so it turned out she had been on the job maybe three to five months and it was a small company. <laughs> And they got, they got an audit. They got a CF-29 from customs about an import, right? And then all of a sudden, it was ignored, and it turned into an audit. So the, 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 oh, owner, of the, the owner of the company was notified, and they, they said, you know, you need to designate somebody to handle this. Like, who's going to be the point person, right? Thinking it would probably <laughs> be him. No, he gave it to this poor gal who was answering phones. And so he sat her down and explained, you know, I, I need you to be the point person on this. And she, she goes, what are you talking about? I'm here like four hours a day answering the phones. I'm here from eight to noon, right? And he goes, well, aren't you the person who signs the FedEx slips? Aren't you the person who, who signs all the goods coming in? And she's like, yeah, but that's just part of my job. I'm just accepting packages. He goes, well, when you sign that, you're accepting the responsibility to receive our goods that are coming in. And honestly, Oh, my stars. Yeah. So, so that's how she got involved. And, and this poor woman, I mean, it, it was a great story. We were, that was probably the first 20 minutes of class. And we were laughing so hard. Some guy goes, you are, you can't be serious. She goes, why would I lie about that? Like, that's not even like, again, that's not like a sexy story <laughs> that I'm trying to tell you here. But so it turned out that she, that the uh, owner of the company took it very seriously because, you know, there were things coming down, breathing down his neck. And he started sending her to all kinds of classes for education. The company grew she grew into that spot and learned. I mean, she, it was a crash course, hardcore crash course of international right, trade. Right. And so by the time I met her, it was probably a couple of years into um, what she was doing. She was actually looking to change jobs because now that she had this experience under her belt, and I think that this is one of the major takeaways, if you take nothing away from this conversation, is that if a company is willing to put some education into you, if a company, if you can gain some knowledge, especially from an international perspective, I don't care if it's international shipping, international marketing, anything that says international or global, <laughs> you're golden. You know that, I mean, because that's the world that we live in, right? I mean, especially even though what we decide that we've been between two of us, 290 years here, I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but e-commerce was not a part of my repertoire when I started in this business, right? And now we have e-commerce and, you know, with, a, with our friends in the younger generation, they don't know any better. What do you mean I have to go to a brick and mortar and go buy something? I'm just going to go on Amazon, right? Right. right? Like I, I have a daughter who just started college and, and we just kind of laugh <clears> because <throat> she's like, oh, I, I, I need a bedspread or I, I, you know, I need decorations for my dorm. And I'm like, okay, well, when I come back out there, I'll take you to Target. She goes, oh, no, I already ordered it from Amazon. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the world that they live in. It just shows up at their door. Well, and, right? it's, and I got to tell you, you know, for us in the early days of e-commerce, 
um, you would try and do that and, and go online, but then, you know, there was some fraud going on or some shady things or whatever, or they couldn't handle it. And, you know, that's when you were looking, it's like, well, if I'm going to order something from an e-commerce perspective, order it online, I want whoever I'm buying it from to have a brick and mortar store. So that mm-hmm. if there's a problem. I'm going to go get face to face with somebody. The scenario here, what you're talking about there is, man, like you said, the stories that uh, lady could tell and she grew into the position. The other thing is um, the support she got from her boss. Her boss actually th- almost threw her under the bus. I mean, it was just like, here you go. You got a bus that's uh, full tilt coming at you with customs on this audit. I want you to handle it and stop that bus. He was like, yeah, right. However, it sounds like that owner was also loyal to her in getting her trained and sticking with her as time goes on, which is, uh, I, I salute the owner on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I sound like a broken vinyl. Does it, is that, there you go. <laughs> um, but you know, I have to say, I mean, you, and you both know I've spent the majority 95 to 99% of my career in technology and 23 mergers and acquisitions. Yes, I said that out loud and I can name every every company. And let me start by saying, I don't think it's because I'm a bad employee. <laughs> the companies just keep getting <laughs> bought, okay? Um, but one of, one of the things I love about having all that experience and people kind of, you know, give me this look like, oh God, that, that how can you change that much? Well, the best part about all that change is I got, I got put into doing different positions, especially in supply chain. I worked as a buyer. I've worked as a planner. Um, I was an ISO auditor off and on for 10 years. Uh, I've I've reported into all kinds of different departments, everything from supply chain management to finance to legal. I, for a short time, I worked as an IP paralegal. That was hit or miss. Well, that's, that's a whole (laughs) nother segment we could talk about. But the whole point of sharing that is, uh, you know, having worked with IT, with IT directly, having worked with engineering services, in my world, I need all those folks for what I do today. And I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to say that I've worked as a buyer and I've worked as a planner and all these other, you know, things. I mean, I even at one point was working as a kidder. Where am I going with this point? Is, you know, you can't just pigeonhole yourself to say you're an international trade, right? I mean, right. I, I love this position because you can you can make it what you want it to and really branch it out. Really, really get to know the people that work on the shipping floor, you know, because as you can go make the best product in the world. And I always have to remind people, especially at the senior level and people within sales and marketing, they get upset because the people in shipping haven't got their product out. Well, hold on a minute. There, there could be a variety of reasons why they didn't get that out. And you might make the greatest product in the world, but if it doesn't get shipped out, <laughs> you're not going to see the revenue, right? right? And so I, I really appreciate this job because it touches all the way from the top, all the way down to the folks that are working to get the stuff out the door. And that's my favorite part about it. And, and this position with a good program in place and somebody who knows what they're doing can really help bring revenue to the bottom line. You can set up free trade zones, you know, uh, getting back your import duties. I, I mean, I could go on. 
See, I was going to uh, touch on that because, Derry, one of the things that I see if – now I, I want to talk at the executive level. One of the things at, at this is that if <clears throat> you have at the C-suite uh, or a senior executive that understands the compliance uh, function, they would also it, – it's like having a – unbelievable resource of in one area that could tell you, Hey, which of our vendors are high maintenance, which ones are producing good quality items. If their paperwork is sub, uh, substandard, as far as the quality of information, I guarantee you they've got other problems in there. That's just one of the symptoms, which are the ones that respond uh, timely where are our problems? What about our IT systems? Uh, are, is the data flows running through you? You from a compliance, you run through so many different things, and you touch on customer service, you touch on purchasing, you touch on, you know, the logistics and the transportation and all those things that an executive ought to be looking at, and especially whoever's the officer of, of that. But I mean, if I were looking at it from an operations perspective. I want to go talk to those uh, compliance people and say, tell me where the exceptions are. Tell me where, who's your thorn in your side. And you're going to find out that, you know, whatever a department may be, there's going to be, well, go dig into that a little bit more and find out that maybe there's a group that needs to uh, have a change uh, in there or reorg or something. But would you agree with that as far as uh, being a, 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 potential resource for a, an executive from a what's going on within the company? I want to be that resource. I mean, that's why I, that's one of my goals always is, you know, mm -hmm. depending, depending on where I end up, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I do want to be that resource. I, I want to be, and, and I think that this isn't just because I'm a people pleaser by nature, but I want, mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you're going to pay me to come in and help advise, because this, this, in my humble opinion, this is a, this is a position that is an advisory position. I am, I am not a decision maker by any means. I don't make decisions for the business. The business has to make those decisions on which way that they want to run their company, et cetera. But if you're going to come yeah. to me and say, you know, we're looking to, for example, open up a trade lane in Hong Kong. And we're, we're potentially looking to, to work with this channel partner and this distribution partner, and we need to move the goods in there. We don't have a registered entity in that country. I mean, I could go on, right, the list. Right. I, I feel vindicated as somebody that, that does what I do when I have somebody from the senior management team come and say, we need your help. Can you help us? Can you, can you help us do the research? If I can get that kind of response from, from senior management and that kind of ask, that tells me a couple things. One, the senior management team trusts what I'm doing and the experience that I have behind me to advise them properly. Again, I'm not a decision maker, but if I can lay out the facts for which they are, good or bad, right? Because you're, you, you don't hire this position to be a yes person. You don't hire this position to say, yeah, we can go do right. that. You hire this right. position to say, look, here's what we can do under the guidelines that you have set up. 
right? You have this idea of grandeur. I respect it. But here's, here's some of the challenges you may come up against, right? And I'll leave it at that. I mean, we can make all kinds of scenarios and can talk about that right. for hours. So I have a, a freshman in college. So I'm going to pretend I'm talking to her. Okay. <laughs> because this is probably the advice that I am trying be my best to give her. Um, right. I would say learn to be much more open-minded. Uh, listen to people. And really try and understand the world around you. Um, I think it's really interesting because, and the reason I mentioned my daughter is because talking to the 21-year-old me is so much different than talking to a 21-year-old today. In the instance that today is that about is true. the ins and I mean, I was only 21 six years ago. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I think, you know, right now is so it's everything is instant gratification, right? Like you, we talk about shipping, you, you know, like I said, I mentioned my daughter, she's like, Oh, yeah, well, I need this for my dorm. So I went online and I ordered it. And I and I have to, you know, I have to say to her, well, do you realize how long it took to get there? Do you realize how many people had to touch that in order to move that? And she's like, I don't care. I, I got it. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. There's not that thought process behind it. So mm -hmm. talking to the 21 year old self in me and to her, I would say, and my mom and dad have always said this, step back and smell the roses, like take it all in before you jump. And I really, really wish I had learned that sooner instead of just jumping in full force, take right. a step back. It's okay and look around you. So I don't know. Did I, did I nice. take your, that, did that I take that question and, and really? No, no, that's good. <laughs> but, that's good. But, but that, that's a really good way to wrap up the show though. Thank you. I mean that, I don't know, Andy, did you have something else? No, no, I think this is excellent. Again, it's that networking, uh, meeting people and, uh, and, and when you meet somebody and you're talking with them, you got to listen to them. What's their yeah. story? What's going on? What's got them at this point? Are they going through a challenge that you might be able to uh, listen and, you know, offer some advice? Sometimes you just need to listen and say, hey, you know what? I don't know what to tell you, but I got my hand on your shoulder and I'm right there with you. Well, I like it. And in the beginning of this conversation, one of the fa my favorite things that we talked about is, is how, you know, you go to these conferences ICPA, you know, whatever, or, the, you know, FTA, whatever the, con the, whatever the organization may be, we're always blessed to be able to go to those things. But it's so nice. And as my husband has said, he calls it trade nerd fest. Like I get so excited when I go to those things and start packing weeks in advance, because I know I'm going to meet people that even understand what I'm talking about. So if I can find two or three people that I gel with, and that get it, and I can reach out to them, Again, i.e. both of you, I've reached out to you on a multitude of occasions for different questions. Um, we all know Deep, bless his heart. Um, Deep is a, is a dear friend and I've reached out to him. We, he's, he lives in the Silicon Valley and I've worked in the Silicon Valley and traveled back and forth. And to maintain friendships like that and so forth and to tap into those resources mean everything. And I think that that's, I think that that's true regardless if it's international trade or not. I think that that's just true in any arena that you work in. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. 
You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at simplytradepod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.